0: Welcome to sportsmen of colorado colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every saturday afternoon on klz 560 with insights on hunting fishing archery guns and ammo from colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to
1: enhance your experience in the great outdoors now here's your host scott Watley. good afternoon and welcome to sportsman of colorado thank you so much for joining us today Hey, a quick traffic alert. I just had to go down to Colorado Springs this morning and coming back here to the station. Uh, traffic is a nightmare heading south. So, anywhere a little bit past Castle Rock and Larkspur, really through Colorado Springs. I think airports may be playing up there today. Uh, so, just Add extra time. So we'll start it off with that. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This is Sportsman of Colorado, and our show has been sponsored for ever since we started by Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, and we're going to go to the phones and talk to our good friend Dan Johnson real quick to kick it off today. Dan, how are you, sir?
2: I'm doing good. You know, if you're going to be stuck in a traffic jam, you might as well be in a Chevy.
1: Man, I'm telling you, hey, I was the most comfortable person there. (laughs) But I'm telling you, I came really close to an act, man. Everybody's, you know, going pretty good speed and all of a sudden I saw tail lights in front of me and I then I looked at my rearview mirror and I saw cars swerving back and forth and I'm like oh no this is fixed happen!" Oh, and the guy behind me got crunched and then it was about a five car pile up but luckily I was able to maneuver just a little bit out of the way so I thought I was gonna have to come get another one <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, it won't be your first time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're right. <laughs> well again, Lin Law Chevrolet, drive east and pay the lease right off Colfax in two twenty five. And uh boy, you know, a couple weeks ago I stopped in and saw that two thousand nineteen Silverado and man, what a beautiful vehicle.
2: Isn't it? It's uh it's really something. I I drove one the other day home and back and man, it is quite a truck. It is really, really, really nice. They did a great job with it. Yeah. I can't think of anything they didn't do to it. Man, I'm telling you. you. Yeah. power uh, power tailgates. I mean, you name it. You can get everything on that truck. Sure.
1: Real quick, what's wrong with the
2: Rockies, man? Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know. I'm glad they're coming home. They've had a tough road. Man, I'm, I'm telling glad, you, glad they won in Chicago, but uh, yeah. but they're coming home. Let's keep the faith. Yeah, you know, they absolutely. Can win three.
3: They can win
1: three in a row, really. Oh yeah, we just need our guys to come through a little bit and hit the ball. Yeah, man. Our ba- our
2: bats are asleep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, I always tell people that you know if they're looking for you know of course a new vehicle with, with Chevy, you got it. And then, uh, but if they're looking for something pre-owned, I mean, just to give you a call because boy, you're you have a um, uh, a great ability to find vehicles most time of what we're looking for. And, um, it, you know, it's just a, a great resource to have you
2: there. Yeah. And, uh, I have two full-time buyers out there, uh, you know, combing everything, you know, auctions, other car lots, uh, private individuals. And, you know, we get, um, uh, we get a lot of cars bought that way and, uh, all brands too, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, you know anything from you know A to Z. So um, I I would imagine my used car lot's probably 70% non-GM cars. Right. Um, you know so uh, all nice stuff all gone through the shop and if it's not. It's not up to our standards of, I'll I'll take them to the auction. I won't sell them. No way. Sure.
1: Yeah, and that's always been good. And I always tell people, you know, just to give you a chance at it and give you a shot. And I I think I had a gentleman um, just came up to me the other day and told me they were over. I can't remember what they bought. uh, Uh, They bought Equinox. Equinox, yeah. yeah. Equinox, yeah. 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 And they were very, very happy. And, again, like everybody always says, man, that was a great car buying experience. And I said, you know what, that's all I want to hear from you. That was a great car buying experience. So good.
2: (laughs) Well, we, we, it doesn't have to be hard. I've said it a thousand times. Sure. You know, if everybody's reasonable, you know, long-term relationship, I mean, that's kind of how we build our business and repeat and referral. And, you know, I'm not interested in the one-time car deal. I'm, you know, we're going to take care of you. We're going to treat you fair. And, you know, trade-ins on the news side or the, the pre-owned side and whatever it is, if it's extended warranty, you know, and we just don't gouge people. And, you know, we try to make it fair for everybody, make a little bit of money and go on down the road so we can stay in business. But, yep. uh, you know, it's,
1: you know, it's fair. Sure. Absolutely. So do you still have a few 2018 Silverados to move?
2: Actually, we need to clear the decks. I have several. Of them. Okay. And that's, and that's where the money is. I mean, they're, um, uh, if you're looking for a deal 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 that's that's the deal they're uh, you know over ten thousand dollars off on them wow. uh, all of them from you know the base ones up to LtZs uh, you know they're uh, all kinds of finance options and you know it's just a really really good deal right now
1: okay and I always want to mention your service because again we've talked about it uh, you know a lot of times people just have in their mind cause they just always heard it and never really given you the chance. But, you know, I mean, let's say all the things I've been doing with my new truck here have been doing there. And, um, I just like the fact too, that I know those guys see these vehicles day in, day out. They know them inside and out. Then I'm not taking a chance to go into some fast lube place where the guy is only concerned about looking at that oil and that's it.
2: <laughs> and then that's right. I mean, it's, uh, GM puts a lot of pressure on our technicians to keep them trained, and uh, you know they got to be certified, or you know they they can't work on this stuff. Uh, you know, so I mean, I bet you I have two techs a week out training, you know, for one or two days, and it's and and you know I've had, I mean it happens all the time where the Jiffy lives and the other you know the quick lube places, you know they, you know they mess stuff up. And they say, oh you're gonna have to take it to the dealer. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So just be careful. I mean, and and our oil changes are, I mean, I'm as competitive as anybody. There, we don't charge any more than sure, uh, the, the, um, you know, all those places that are out there. <laughs> right. Yeah, <okay. laughs> and and you know, and and there we, you know, we may find something that's you know that they can't fix that, you know, and if it's under warranty, you, you know, heck, let's take care of it. Yep. You know, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of these cars are still running around with. You know, hundred thousand mile powertrain warranties on them, and people. You know, I don't know why they would go to a, a Jiffy Lube or something like that when they, you know, they may have an oil leak that you know Jiffy Lube knows that they can't fix, so they won't even say anything. Sure, and, you know, it could be covered under warranty. You yep. Know, so, you know, and and we're quick. You know, I mean, it's not like you're gonna sit here for. Oh no, you know, I mean.
1: I mean, I'm over there quite a bit because I go through yeah. my mileage pretty because quick. You so but, I, yeah. Yeah. but, I mean, man, I'm rarely there over,
2: um, you know, 45 minutes
1: to an hour, rarely,
2: uh, yeah. up to yeah, that. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's what we strive for, yeah. you know, 45 minutes to an hour for a lube oil filter tire rotation and a multi-point inspection just to check the car out. Yes, sir. You know, we, we always fill your windshield wiper fluid, you know, that's just one of the things we do on the service drive, you know, winter's coming, you're going to want that, you know, it's just. Yeah, we're quick. Absolutely. Also, they've got their uh, full-service
1: body shop as well, so if you get by, uh, see Dan, let him know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado, and again, if you're looking for a, a new truck, man, go by and see him on these 2018 Silverados. That's what I drive, and I'm telling you, it is an awesome truck, and I love it. So, Dan, thanks so much, bud. You bet. Have a nice weekend. All right. You too, sir. Real quick, this segment was brought to you by our friends at Green Mountain Guns. They are at 3355 South Yarrow Street in Lakewood. And uh, get by and see them. Boy, this are under new ownership, uh, Mike and Julie Cook there, but a great staff. I was in there just the other day seeing Mike, and uh, a ton of guns are in there. They've got some specials that are right there on the floor. And remember, if you're in the need of uh, getting uh, – rid of a few guns and you've got want to do an estate type sale uh mike does that as well and uh, they will help you out their number is 303-985-7240 check out their website greenmountainguns.com don't go anywhere we got a good show line for
3: you today this is sportsman of colorado we'll be right back you were injured in an accident you went to the doctor and you thought your insurance would cover it but that was before you realized how the insurance company actually works, and before you knew how long your pain would really last. So now you're stuck with a bunch of bills that you can't afford, and the nagging pain has been keeping you up all night, making you feel like you're going to lose your mind every day. You are not alone. There is an answer. Call Flesh and Beck Injury Attorneys. Flesh and Beck have the experience and the knowledge to navigate the complicated maze created by the insurance companies designed to minimize your claim. They will answer all of your questions and help you to determine if you are entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. If you've been injured in an accident, call Flesh and Beck Injury Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation to find out if Flesh and Beck can help you get the compensation that you deserve. Hi, this is Scott
1: Watley. Now many times you hear your radio host like me say something like, "Let me tell you about my friends at Then we'll talk about a sponsor that we truly believe in and endorse. Well, in this case, let me tell you about a company that really is part of my family, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. For over 13 years, we have trusted our furry family members to this wonderful staff. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life, and their goal is to help you keep your pets happy and healthy throughout their life by providing complete pet care services every day. All at one location. We love the Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center boarding lodge, and your pet will too. Your pet will receive one on one care and attention throughout their stay. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Check them out. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, located at 8681 Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. 303 708 8050. 303 708 8050. Or check them out online at lonetreevet.com.
0: Hi, this is Kevin Trisna, owner of M4 Roofing and Gutters. Since 2004, it's been our mission to provide the highest quality of service and trust to every customer we serve. M4 Roofing and Gutters is a family-owned and operated company right here in Englewood, Colorado. At M4 Roofing and Gutters, quality customer service is our top priority. For a free inspection and estimate for your roofing project, Call today, 303-797-8600, that's 303-797-8600, or visit us online at m4roofing.com. M4 Roofing and Gutters is an A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau and haystackhelp.com.
3: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
1: Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Scott Watley, and we appreciate you being with us. We're going to go to the phones now. Uh, glad to have this gentleman uh, join us. We connected a couple of weeks ago and uh, finally got a, a time worked out where we could get him on, Brad Hovinga. Uh, is that the right na- right pronunciation there? it's pronounced Hovangay. Hovangay, right, and I actually knew that, and I told Charlie that. I said, hey, it's Hovengay." and then, but then I looked at it, and it came out different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's all right. Uh, and um, Brad is the um, Regional Wildlife Supervisor for Wyoming Game and Fish in the Jackson region, and um, gosh, um, I guess a couple weeks ago now, uh, just had a A horrible, horrible uh, incident take place there uh, with some grizzly attacks. And I wanted to get Brad on. uh, As you you know, you're listening to the show. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago as a a gentleman that uh, lost his life, was actually a a friend of our family. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go through all the details of different things, Brad. But first of all, welcome to the show, sir, and thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you. I appreciate Uh, it. But, um, you know, I wanted to just touch on this because, you know, I think, man, uh, whether we're hunters or hikers or you know, whoever may be listening to the show today. I mean, boy, anything can happen at any time, I and mean, the preparation for that sometimes is easy to say and hard to do. But um, um, take us through um, you know, what you want to share. I know you were kind of one of the investigators there for this. Uh, just take us through um, parts of the story that you would like to share, and then we'll try to get into some things that can maybe help the rest of us stay safe.
0: Sure, absolutely. So no, it was really a tragic and unfortunate situation we had up here. And and uh, like I say, I over I oversaw you know the the lion's share of the the investigation and coordination of all the the game of fish and fish end of things and in the search and um, for these folks and and dealing with the bears afterwards. We have some really incredible people uh, in our agency that deal with bear situations a lot and. And I feel really fortunate to have those kind of those kind of guys on board. But, sure. Um, we uh, yeah, it was a guide and a, a hunter, a guide uh, from out of state uh, that was uh, or a hunter from out of state that was with a local guide and on a hunting elk hunting trip. And the previous day they had uh, they were archer hunting and and they hit a bull and were unable to recover it that day. And they went in the next day to recover that bull. So. They come in middle of the afternoon uh, and tracked the bull, found the bull. Everything was uh, undisturbed at the site, so there was no sort of evidence that a bear or bears had ever been in the area. And So they came in. Uh, they started processing the bull. They were there quite a long time. They were there uh, enough time to field dress the animal, quarter it, mm. and were in the process of mo- removing the antlers from from the elk when, uh, two bears came just, you know, rushing in on a full run and attacked. So, um, the one bear attacked, the other one kind of hung back, which turned out to be, a um, a yearling dependent young. So a cub that was at least a year and a half old. So, and quite honestly, they're fairly large bear at that point. So, sure. Uh, came in, attacked, uh, the hunting guide, um, In the process, uh, then turned and attacked the hunter and then went back to the hunting guide. And at that point, the hunter was able to flee and uh, get to the horses and and go call for help. unfortunately, the the hunting guide did not survive that attack. Mm -hmm. So uh, we went in, uh, you know, on a search um, that night and the following day. We did recover the uh, Mark Uptain's body, who is a local hunting guide. Right. And with uh, search and rescue and uh, Teton County Sheriff's Office, um, who have run a great operation here. And then uh, we immediately set um, leg hold snares to try to catch uh, the uh, the offending bears. Mm-hmm. Um, we did catch uh, and were able to remove both of those bears by the next morning. And uh, we're able to confirm that both of those bears were involved in the attack of of the hunting guide.
1: Right. And um, um, from just reading uh, some of the articles I did, bear spray was evident on them, DNA, all the different things. But um, does bear spray um, give people sometimes maybe more uh, comfort if they have them on there than it should? I mean, how how effective is that from what you know? And then, um, I mean, any tips just with... Carrying it, first of all, I was telling people, man, don't have it in your backpack. Have it on your hip, right? Exactly. That's <laughs> that's the biggest part of bear spray. We feel like bear spray is probably the the biggest
0: effective uh, um, deterrent that you've got, um, and we recommend everybody carry that and a and a backup option. So we recommend we carry bear spray. Of course, we like bear spray because it is highly effective and it's non lethal on the bear. So given the right circumstances, but not all moments in the backcountry are bear spray moments, and sure. so we uh, we also encourage other people to hopefully have another form of defense and and you know potentially you know like firearms. So yeah, but the most but probably the most important thing about both of those is that they are available and you are comfortable with them. Yeah, no so kidding. So one of the biggest problems with bear spray, everybody practices with their gun, getting it out, getting it on target. Um, that sort of thing, but a lot of people don't practice getting their bear spray out of the holster and getting the safety off. Oh, sure. Um, And uh, if you don't have, you know, developed at least some uh, institutional memory in your body of how that safety comes off Mm -hmm. and how that bear spray comes out of your holster, that can be difficult to do under stress. Yep. So, um, and just like you said, it doesn't do you any good in a backpack (laughs) or in your saddlebags or Mm -hmm someplace it needs to be on you and available and ready right right Um, so that's that's a big part
1: of it yeah and again my goal with having you on is not to be a a Monday morning quarterback and figure out things that went wrong here but it is it is my goal is to kind of share tips and say hey you know when you go in to recover an animal um, you know, and uh, I mean, man, mountain lions, bears, whatever the case may be, you just never know. So, what are some tips that you might share? So, hey, you go back in to recover an animal. Um, you know, I mean, you recommend bringing uh, more than two. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Certainly, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, anytime you're you're in grizzly bear country, and and uh, you know you've had to leave an animal. Of course, the best thing is to get that get the animal yeah, out of there. Absolutely, that's the best thing. But um, if you have a situation and you know where you have to leave an animal overnight there's a lot of things you can do to minimize um, you know the potential to have a bad experience and and one is is anytime you're in the backcountry and grizzly bear country uh... you know have, have at least two people together especially when you're going in to recover an animal um, of course, we all think it's great when we have extra help packing out a critter, so, but talk them into coming for safety's sake, and then mm-hmm. that's just a bonus when you got extra packers. But. Right. So, but, uh, yeah. so a lot of that thing is you know, get the carcass away from the gut pile, hang the carcass if you possibly can to, to get it uh, you know, off the ground, at least 10 feet off the ground, and away from trees that, you know, to keep bears out of it so that when you come back in, it's not near the gut pile. Um, and uh, if that's not possible, make sure you move that carcass somewhere that's in an area that is easy to see when you come back in. So yeah. you can see that and around it, um, To you know, and, and spend some time watching it before you just rush right in and, and start processing so that you can see if there's anything around. Yeah. Another tip is that helps uh, for people is, is put something on top of the carcass, whether it's branches or a coat or something like that, because that will be disturbed if you know if you know there's been a scavenger on the carcass and right. so that'll give you an indication right away whether you've had bears in the area
1: or sure. not. Sure. Brad Hovengay is our guest. He is a regional wildlife supervisor at Wyoming Game and Fish in the Jackson region and uh, man first of all that's a beautiful area up there. That's not a bad place it's, to live. Is it? <laughs> it's it's a wonderful place to live. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I had a friend of mine. I was in Montana just the, the just a few days after this, um, hunting up there, and uh, a gentleman had a bear running at him, and he had a he had his bow with him, and he did have a pistol, and he said the bear just kept running at him, running at him. He was hollering and all, doing all this stuff. Finally, at 15 yards, you know, he had, he had pulled his pistol and was pointing the pistol at at the bear, and uh, you know was just about to shoot, and the bear took off. And so we got to talking about this later. Um, everybody wants to be legal and make sure, uh, you know, it's not a grizzly if you're not supposed to shoot grizzlies in whatever state and all that. Um, but what would be the, the, the? I mean, I think everybody wants to save their life. And, I mean, if you're in that type of situation, you got to protect yourself. But then what would be the right steps to do immediately after that? Let's say, you know, he would have shot and it would have been a grizzly in Montana,
0: you know. Absolutely. You know, we always want to tell people that it is it is certainly in your best interest to defend your life. And right. if you feel like your life is in danger, you need to do what you need to do to uh, save yourself. And so, unfortunately, those situations happen where people feel threatened to the point where they have to kill, uh, you know, a bear uh, or or another animal. So, the best thing you can do at that point um, is to contact the authorities immediately. Okay, That's what we expect out of people that have those situations. Um, you know, they get into those, they know they've done something that is not great for wildlife and likely against the law. Uh, that allows us to be able to coordinate with them immediately, ensure their safety if, if that's part of it, and uh, be able to go through and do a thorough investigation, which the good thing about a thorough investigation, as much as it does to convict somebody who does a bad thing, it exonerates those people that do things that are okay. Yes, sir. And that is certainly, uh, um, you know, that situation where, you know, the faster we can get in and help those guys out and look at the situation on the ground and still see tracks and all the other things we'd look at for an investigation um, can can work in somebody's uh, benefit to show mm-hmm. that yeah that was a that was a very tense and uncertain situation and it evolved rapidly and uh, you know we truly feel like this person needed to, was in fear of the, for their life
1: right uh, not going to turn this into a political thing but sometimes you see these deals where you know a, a state will approve a grizzly hunt and then all of a sudden some judge blocks it all the different things. How do you guys work with your um, government officials and all when, when you think, hey, you know, it is time we start issuing a few permits for grizzlies, and you think it's in the best interest, to, if you do, and if you don't, you're free to say that. But um, how can we work out with some of these numbers that, you know, again, everybody loves the grizzlies and boy, looking at them, they're beautiful right. animals, but when there's so many, sometimes we do need to start hunting some of those.
0: Right, and I'm probably not the right person to speak to recent events with litigation and the relisting of the grizzly right. bear, but, but I will say that uh, you know I truly feel, and this agency truly feels like we're the appropriate and, and correct people to be managing grizzly bear populations. We have an excellent working relationship with the Fish and Wildlife Service, and always have through, you know, the last four to five decades of managing grizzly bears. Um, this agency has done that in coordination with the fish and wildlife service as far as all the on the ground things that are that's happening um, we do the lion's share of the work in coordination with fish and wildlife service um, and uh, they end up making a lot of the decisions on on which way we go with that but mm-hmm. so it is unfortunate that we you know we're not allowed to uh, pursue um or initiate a grizzly bear hunting season this year and right. uh so we we are somewhat disheartened by that we would like to be um the sole managers of wildlife in the state of Wyoming and and that's uh
1: not working out for us. Sure. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, listen, man, hey, I I appreciate it and next time I pass through there, I'd uh, love to stop by and meet you in person, but just know you're always You know, welcome here on the show, anything we need to know, anything that's just, you know, good for, if it's good knowledge for hunters in Wyoming, it's good for hunters in Colorado, and, of course, we we both, uh, a lot of people hunt both places, so uh, we we sure want to have a good relationship there, and so, uh, you know, you're always welcome here on the show, and I appreciate you taking a few minutes.
0: Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate the time. And, and uh, if I can ever do anything for you, you let me know.
1: All right, sir. That's Brad Hovengay again, Regional Wildlife Supervisor for Wyoming Game and Fish in the Jackson area. Just be safe out there, folks. That's our main thing. Know your surroundings. And uh, I tell you, just uh, want everybody to have a very successful and happy and safe hunting season here. So you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We've got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. For almost 10 years, hunters have relied on OnX to help navigate public and private land boundaries across the country. OnX Hunt is the only tool comprised of more than 400 countrywide maps that gives clear private and public land boundaries, trails, hunting-specific data, and more. New map layers are constantly being added by pairing with some of the leading names in conservation and the outdoor industry, like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Boone and Crockett Club, and Eastman's. Whether it's on your smartphone or handheld GPS, make the most of your precious time in the field by navigating with Onyx Hunt. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Let me tell you about one of my favorite stores, The Outdoorsman's Attic, a consignment store for all of your adventure outdoor gear. Hunting, fishing, camping, kayaks, live bait, survival gear, backpacks, sleeping bags, firearms, and ammo. Save 20, 30, 40, and even 50% on new and pre-owned items at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and save up to 20% on your purchase. This offer excludes firearms and ammo. Never pay retail again. Big savings and friendly service is what you'll find at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Check them out, outdoorsmansattic.com.
3: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from three to seven on KLZ 560.
1: Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Again, wanna thank everyone for joining us today. We're gonna go with phones now, hook up with Lyle Seidner. He is the area wildlife manager for the Hot Sulphur Springs area here in our state. And so Lyle, thanks for being with us today.
3: You bet. It's a pleasure.
2: Thank you.
1: Well, I saw your post, uh, or I guess Colorado Parks and Wildlife post here, about uh, something I thought would be great news to get out here. It was uh, pretty timely on this. And um, because due to a lot of the fires, a lot of different areas have been affected there. So um, tell us about your area there in Hot Sulphur Springs and uh, specifically what's going on in this game management unit 27.
3: Sure. Well, just as a as kind of a for people that may not know, Uh, Our area, our work group is uh, basically Grand and Summit County. So uh, the towns of Granby, Winter Park, Hot Sulphur Springs, Kremling, and then in Summit County, all of the uh, uh, Dillon, Silverthorne, uh, what have you. But GMU-27 is the one that's impacted by the the Silver Creek fire that's been been going on since uh, uh, August 19th, I believe. Um, there has been uh, uh, ebbs and flows, and it's it's blown up and uh, and laid off and backed <laughs> up again, and and the, uh, uh, the the folks that are in charge um, have imposed a pretty big closure on that, impacting mostly uh, GMU 27. Right. Um, we did a we did an evaluation of of what's impacted there and the closures. Only about 40 percent of the GMU. Only, but that's still significant. But when we look at it a little different way, that's almost 70 percent of the public land in that unit is within within that closure. So that that has a huge impact for wow. for hunters that have GMU 27 specific licenses.
1: Right, absolutely. And um, do they know what caused this fire?
3: It way? was a lightning lightning. Strike.
1: Good night. Yeah,
3: wow. and and it. You know, I uh, it it happened in the Sarvis Creek Wilderness, so you know a lightning strike in a wilderness area probably isn't isn't that big a deal. But the weather that we've yeah. had this year, hot and dry, and and winds that uh, have been horrendous, it uh, it's, it's it's expanded. And like I said, there are times where it's it's blown up, um, times that it lays back down. But we're now up to over twenty thousand acres. Man, wow. That's a lot of land. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no it kidding. Is. And, and, and it, it, it straddles the, the main access to the northern part of that GMU-27. So, okay. So um, even if, if hunters were just trying to get through there, they wouldn't be able to because of the closure.
1: Right. All right, so looking at your post today, you gave the affected hunt codes, and I'll just hit those real quick. Basically, it's elk either elk sex in your uh, first rifle um, and private land as well. And then a second rifle, it looks like, and then for female, uh, your cows and stuff too, and then your your bucks for a second rifle, and female, uh, your does for a second rifle. Correct. Okay.
3: Yeah, and and our thoughts, our thoughts on that is uh, well, we're a week before that first rifle opens. Um, I, I attended a public meeting, um, a briefing with the with the fire folks last night, and no. Uh, thought in the near future to open that closure um, and and so certainly first and second season we knew we're going to be impacted um, there's still the possibility that that closure may be open for the later seasons mm-hmm. uh, but again GMU 27 specific licenses uh, we, we went the fire obviously was going on during muzzle muzzleloader and archery um, and our thoughts at that time is all of those licenses hunters had other the, the license was valid in other game management units, right? Um, and so they still had a place to hunt. It may not be their, may not be their secret honey hole, sure. But uh, they could they could go someplace else. Um, if you've got a GMU 27 specific license, that then you're stuck going there. That and that's particular to the to the elk licenses, mm-hmm. but. When we we looked at the deer licenses, those licenses are also valid in 181 on the other side of the highway, uh, Highway 40. Um, and the thought that we had is, well, we're effectively asking hunters to to all of the hunters that had those licenses to to hunt in about half of the the geographic area. So we we allowed those to be refunded as well, if the hunters so choose. Okay, they, they can still. There's no closures in 181, but realizing that that you know those those deer hunters would be forced to, to be in a, an area that's half the size of where where they normally would hunt so it, and it's not mandatory the hunters don't have to turn their licenses in they can they can make that decision on their own if they still want to, sure. want to hunt.
1: and there are some uh, specific guidelines here we want to touch on and then so I'm just going to read this so I don't miss anything but it says to receive a refund or restoration of points hunters must turn in their requests postmarked uh, up to 5 p.m. the day before the start of their season. So if you've got the second rifle, you have the, up to 5 p.m. the day before the second rifle season, right? Correct. Okay. And, again, to learn more about this and the additional uh, game management units affected by fire um, and get the refund request form, you can visit the CPW website, which is cpw.state.co. Dot U.S. and you're encouraging here. You know if this applies, um, you urge people just to go ahead and get on that.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they've if they've had a question, um, you know, for first season, that certainly uh, won't be open. Um, at, at least you know shortly before, and and certainly if people are planning on their hunt, they might might want to look at at some other place.
1: Right. Um. And. It, I can give your number out there at the Hot Sulphur Springs office. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 970 725 6200. So, again, 970 725 6200, and that is the office there uh, for CPW, and um, they will get you fixed up there. Um, So, overall, uh, what you heard about archery season, um, all that, how'd all that go there in that area?
3: Well, it's it's been a. It, again, the, the weather that uh, the, that created problems with this fire also made it tough on on hunters. It's mm-hmm. been hot and dry.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah,
3: and uh, so elk hunters, um, elk have been, have, have been where it's cool, higher elevations, and in in the north facing slopes, and uh, in pretty tight cover. So pretty hard to, hard to get to them. Yeah, um, for sure. Deer they have been spread out across the landscape so they could be at the highest elevation and, and as low as in the sagebrush. So it, it, it hadn't been a good year uh, up to this point, but we are we, we've seen a change in the weather. I think our, I think our monsoon season is coming about two months <laughs> too late this year. Yeah, exactly. No it's kidding. cooler and we've got rain today so that's, uh, that's good news all, all the way around.
1: Sure. Lyle Seidner is with us. He's the Area Wildlife Manager for the Hot Sulphur Springs area. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show with Colorado Parks and Wildlife here. Uh, Travis Duncan is going to be with us. But, you know, make sure you go through that big game brochure. Uh, I don't care how long you've been hunting, how much you think you know. Um, go through that brochure a lot of good things there in the first of things that have changed every year uh, they highlight you know new things for 2018 and uh you know lyle it's our responsibility as the outdoorsman and the hunter out there to to know all the different things we need to know right
3: <laughs> absolutely uh but our the best advice i can give you is if you if you don't see it in there or, or you have something that stymies you don't hesitate to give us a call all of our office numbers are listed in there and i'd i'd rather have somebody call and and, and get a what they think is a stupid question answered than to than to uh, than to not get the question
1: answered. Sure, absolutely. What's your bear activity been like down there?
3: You know, it's it, again, it's been odd uh, this year, not mm-hmm. uh, um, not normal by any means. Uh, we've had uh, we've had some some bear issues that we traditionally have in in our resort type communities. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. People are there for a short time, and they're not, they're not bear-aware, and they may leave trash out, or they may think that it's good to leave food out for a bear. Uh, so we've had a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But, again, with the, the, the weather, hot and dry, we've had, uh, we've had some bears in towns that we typically don't, don't see that happening. Gotcha. Um, and and uh, the hot spots that, that we normally have bear activity, from my, my uh, counterparts in other parts of the state, they because of uh, uh, berry crops and it's, mm-hmm. it's odd, but uh, choke cherries seem to be pretty good this year. Yep, and so they haven't seen uh, bear issues that they normally have. And I, I think of the the Aspen and uh, uh, Pueblo to Trinidad areas. I've talked to those guys last week, and and they they have issues, but not like the the. NATOs that they've
1: talked about in the past. Right, right. Again, you can go to our Facebook page, Sportsman of Colorado Radio. We reposted this, um, and it gives you all the specific hunt codes there. But, again, we are talking about Game Management Unit 27, and um, the tags that are affected are either sex uh, for first rifle, and that's on private land as well, so your P1R tag, uh, your cow tags, Um, Again, first rifle, second rifle, and then also uh, you got your bucks and um, for second rifle and the does for second rifle. So all those are all on our website. So Lyle, hey man, you're always welcome on the show. Anything we need to know or uh, get the word out about, yeah, keep my number and let me know. And uh, anything we can do to work together, uh, we'll sure do it.
0: All right, very good. We appreciate that.
1: Thanks, Scott. All right, thank you. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We got to take a short break. This segment was brought to you by our good friends at D and D Tire Service. And listen, they got a great thing going on right now. You're going to hear an ad on that during the show. But right now, up till October 13th, you can get an instant rebate on a set of four qualifying Goodyear tires, and that's an extra hundred bucks off after all the other things they're doing. They've got rebates up to two hundred dollars, and this is an instant rebate on some qualifying tires from Goodyear from D and D Tire Service we'll be right back got a road trip planned for the holidays or getting ready for your next outdoor adventure hi uh, this is scott Watley for my friends at d and d tire service at d and d tire service in parker and aurora they understand automotive issues can be a headache and they never come at a convenient time D&D Tire Service is family owned and operated and is truly your one stop shop for all of your automotive needs. All tires are reduced and for a limited time, there are some great rebates saving you up to $200. From belts to tires, wiper blades, oil changes, D&D Tire Service has you covered. For the location nearest you, call 303-699-7337. That's 303-699-7337. DD Tire Service is the official auto repair shop of Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Let DD Tire Service keep you and your family safe on the roads. DDTireservice.com.
3: Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. Rampartfirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's
1: 720-468-0050. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy up close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear, or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam. 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com.
3: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
1: Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Just a reminder now, if you miss us on Saturdays for our live show 1 to 2, you can catch us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and then again at 4 p.m. We'll re-air this show. So I hope that you'll uh, be able to catch us on one of those three times. Well, we're going to go to the phones, as I just mentioned, and talk up with Colorado Parks and Wildlife, Travis Duncan. Travis is a public information officer there, and uh, Travis, thanks for being with us today on Sportsman of Colorado. Definitely. Thank you, Scott. All right, man. Busy time. Man, rifle season's fixing to kick in here, so (laughs) overall, kind of give us a recap of what you've heard from the season so far. I mean, with archery, you know, muzzleloading and all the things, what are you hearing?
4: (laughs) Well, um, you know, we do have some some good resources up. You know, just anecdotally, I suppose I've heard that you know the the warmer weather later in the season can make hunting a little more difficult. And so we we've, we've got a new video up on our website that's kind of got advice for hunting in Colorado and warm and dry weather. Um, if you're you're having trouble, I'd say probably be good to check out. But uh, you know, I watched that video, and a lot of our biologists are, are saying you know got to change your strategy sometimes when. When you get weather like this, and sometimes it's good to to go up higher if you can up um, into different territory. So, um, I suppose that's just the early feedback I'm I've been getting.
1: Right, yeah, good deal, yeah. And of course, all the fires and all the different things too. Um, I don't know how that's played a role in everywhere, but uh, we're following all the things that you guys send out and trying to repost that on our Facebook page, let everybody know where, be aware of all the different things going on with all the fires as well.
4: Definitely I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been one of those historic drought drought years for us. I think it's the, the worst since, you know, two thousand two. Uh so for those who are in Colorado, then kind of remember what the conditions were like. It's it's similar this year. So, yep, it's definitely been a dry dry year, and we've definitely had fires this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, we wanted to talk a little bit today. Uh, there's was a, an email that came out, Oh, um, I guess, the end, right at the end of September, I think it was, uh, that you put out. And um, just wanted to get with you on the, the chronic wasting disease and some of the new changes and just kind of uh, fill us all in on that.
4: Definitely, Scott. Yeah. Um, so... So, Colorado Parks and Wildlife is, has been investigating um, chronic wasting disease, and you know, kind of what the best management practices are are for it. You know, what the emerging science is uh, for it, and how to handle this disease. It's a um, it's a prion disease. It's neurodegenerative, and and once it's on a landscape, um, you know, in a in a population or in a herd, um, you know, the the current science doesn't know how to fully eradicate it. So it's one of those things where. It has to be managed um, or it can cause population crashes. So um, we we called together uh, earlier this year, um, I think the first meeting of the the group was in March. Um, the The Chronic Wasting Disease Advisory Group, um, with folks from from around the state who, you know, have have an interest in this topic, who who might have some area of expertise, and and they've been meeting, oh, you know, about once a month um, since March, um, going over, you know, the history of it, going over, you know, what other states have been doing, um, you know, what it looks like, say, in Wyoming, where they've had some real problems with it, kind of what we've learned um, from doing. Um, mandatory testing in areas last year. Um, basically, what we learned is is that the prevalence in some of our herds is higher than than we had realized, and some of our and some of our biologists had realized. And so um, we wanted to get together a, a recommendation, you know, for for how to handle it going forward. So that's that's really what this group has been doing. Um, they've put together. Um, their, their plan that they would like to submit to uh, the Parks and Wildlife Commission here coming up in November, but before that happens here, um, through October 31st, um, we're asking for, for anybody interested in this topic to, to review the um, Chronic Wasting Disease Adaptive Management Plan that's up on our website, and then um, to, to tell us what you think in a public comment form. So Sure. Um, if folks go to the the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website and, and type in CWD, or we've got a link from the homepage, um, you can see you you can learn more about CWD and go to the Chronic Wasting Disease Advisory. Uh, group link off to the left and on the top of that page has the link to the, both of those documents where folks can, can weigh in and, and, and let us know what they think about the plan and then, uh, you know, all that information will go to the commission who, you know, will we'll take all that into consideration.
1: Right. And that's cpw.state.co.us, right? That's correct. Okay. All right. Good deal. And in um, going through just some of the email, I just want to point out some of the things. There's there's 31 uh, units that are included in this 2018 mandatory sample, right? That's correct. Okay. And uh, let's see here. Um, you're, uh, just look at some of the changes here you went through. All right. So let's touch on this real quick because uh, we were talking right before we started uh, our show today. Um CPW will no longer be refunding license fees to hunters that harvested a CWD-positive animal, um, and this, uh, as you told me, you know, kind of brings you in line with what other states are doing. So, um, tell us kind of the thought process behind that, because I'm sure, as you said, that's going to be controversial a little bit. Changes, nobody likes changes, whether they're good or bad. Nobody likes changes. So, uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about the mindset
4: there. Definitely. Well, you know, as part of this advisory group meeting, we you know we're looking at the practices of other states and we we realized that we were, I think as far as we know, the only state that had been doing this um, and that and that historically it had cost the agency thousands of dollars each year and per, the personnel time to required to handle the reimbursement. Um, and also, um, you know some of our some of our folks on the panel made this point that it could also be viewed as inequitable, inequitable to refund for CWD but not for other abnormalities or, uh, you know, an animal that appears to be unhealthy. And Scott, you mentioned there was a there was a young girl who had sure. had an animal that that was sick, and um, you know that's unfortunate when that happens. And um, but a lot of times we don't refund for for that kind of thing either. And so um, it it actually you know keeps things more fair, and also um, it's gonna it's gonna help CPW with with its cost for for doing these tests and to to keep our herds healthy to make sure we have the budget to do that.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
4: And then, um,
1: and the main thing, and we just tell everyone, you know, just to go through, um, you know, the big game brochure. Um, make sure you read that no no matter how long you've been hunting here or how, how good you think you are how much you think you know. Uh, reading that brochure through and through and uh, especially the things you guys always are great to highlight, things that are new each year. Um, anything in there that you can recall that's... Uh, some points you want to bring out on anything that you know was new this year that just we need to put out as a reminder.
4: Um, you know, you know, my main focus has been CWD, but you're right. I definitely encourage folks whether they, it's their first year or they've been hunting for 20 years to to read that brochure carefully and and um, you know just make sure they are aware of any new changes. But but the big ones are, are the CWD yeah. uh, process and you know the the kind of the expansion of mandatory testing that we're doing this year. Sure. You know one thing, and, and uh, just to touch on this real quick, it seems
1: like bears are extremely active right now, and there's been some deals, from other states. As a matter of fact, we're going to have Wyoming a gentleman on here in a little bit because um, there was a grizzly attack there in Jackson's Hole, Jackson Hole, um, uh, just a couple weeks ago, and actually a friend of mine that was killed in that. And uh, but. You know, when people are out and, man, bears and all the different things, I mean, we always just try to tell everybody, be aware of your surroundings. But in this case, these were grizzlies that attacked them while they were processing an elk. Uh, oh, wow. So any tips um, out there for just, um, you know, that, that <laughs> meeting
3: with a bear? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, on CBW's website, we definitely have a lot of resources about being bear aware. You know, a lot of times, you know, Probably folks might might not even think about it until until it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Until they're until they've got one coming around their neighborhood, or they've you know they see one out on a trail, and and then they want to learn more. Um, but you know, as far as what we get a lot of calls on, and what could really help, you know, some basic things for for avoiding those you know human bear conflicts is make sure you you keep your trash secured. Yeah. Uh, don't don't leave trash out. That's one of the biggest problems we see. And and, and of course, if you're If you're out hiking or in the backcountry, you know, keep a clean campsite and just be aware of, you know, bear's bear's nose and their ability to find food and seek out food. Uh, So you never want to bring food into your tent. You never want to, you know, leave food out at your campsite. You know, hang your food if you're in the backcountry or, you know, secure it if you're at a campsite um, lock your doors because bears can get into your cars. You know, you've probably seen the videos on social media of what happens when a bear gets inside a car. It's not pretty.
1: Man, no doubt. Uh, And yeah,
4: yeah, if people leave their windows or doors open, they, they're good at getting in there. So, um, just be aware, um, you know, that you are in bear country and that, um, if you've got food, they're going to seek it out. Um, and if you've got even something that's that's scented and smells good, they might seek that out. And it's the time of year when, you know, we're in the, we're in that hyperphagia type of, you know, time of year before when they're eating a lot of calories before they go into hibernation. So, you know, you really want to be aware of of your surroundings and where you're at and just uh, really food sources is what bears are after. So, you know, secure those and and that's going to go a long way.
1: Gotcha. Again, Travis Duncan is with us. He's a public information offer with Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Go to the website. to um, I mean, the website has just a ton of information, cpw.state.co.us. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, Sportsman of Colorado Radio. You'll see uh, September 28th, it looks like, when we posted this uh, about the chronic wasting disease. But um, it is your responsibility as an outdoorsman hunter, to know all the different things that you need to and that's what we tell uh... Travis you know hunters all the time i mean it's our responsibility to know all the different requirements right
4: Definitely, and I encourage folks to, to check out what's going on with CWD. It's a growing problem around the, around the country um, that, you know, scientists are still trying to get a handle on. And so, um, you know, check out, you know, the latest science and see what other states are doing. I encourage you to look at it and, you know, look at our plan and tell us what you think. Um, we've, we've done what we think is our best to, to present a plan that's going to work to keep, you know, the, the deer populations in Colorado good and keep hunting good for years to come, so we want to make sure we're, we're doing the right things to do that, so please please read the plan and weigh in and let us know.
1: All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you being with us, and you're always welcome on the show. Anything we need to get the word out about, you know, give me a call, and uh, we'll for sure get you on.
4: Will do, Scott. I appreciate you having me on.
1: All right. That's Travis Duncan. Once again, Colorado Parks and Wildlife Public Information Officer, cpw.state.co.us for all the information you need there on the chronic wasting disease. We want to thank all of our guests today. And most of all, thank you for joining us here on Sportsman of Colorado. Catch us each week now, Saturdays 1 to 2, Sunday mornings at 9, and then Sunday afternoons at 4. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.